the better goalkeepers, the top-level goalkeepers, they have one bad game and they bounce straight back. The the rest, if I can call it that, is they have a game, one bad game that sort of you know knocks their confidence a little bit. It takes them another game, another game, and they have a, a bigger spell of bad performances even in training uh, until they recover. And uh, until then, by that time, they might lose the position uh, as well. Uh, the top keepers they don't they don't allow this to themselves and to the the manager to doubt them even if they have one bad game or a, you know a, a mistake in a game. I think that's the difference and that's what mentality comes in. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Gloves On Podcast. We're your hosts, Marcus Sundin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. Today, we're joined by a new guest, Dimi Kostantopoulos. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. It's good to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on. Today, we're obviously going to have a, have a chat about goalkeeping in general, but I want to dive into a little bit about your background and your transition from being a professional goalkeeper to now being a professional goalkeeper coach. But before we do so, we have our usual fire questions. So I'm just going to ask you four quick questions and you answer them as just the first thing that comes to your mind. So if you're ready for that, we'll just dive straight into it. Let's go, yeah. First of all, gloves on or gloves off? Gloves on on the pitch. Favorite goalkeeper of all time? Peter Schmeichel. Oof. Favorite goalkeeper you have played with or coached? Ooh, tough one. Casper uh, Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel. We're gonna dive into that. The Schmeichel family. Okay. Yeah. Last, last, last question. Most important aspect within goalkeeping? Mentality. Mentality. That's a common one. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big believer in that as well. But again, obviously, Alex and I are guys from Denmark as well so we obviously highly value this this Michael family as well can you talk us through a little bit about first of all why you think Peter is the, your favorite goalkeeper of all time and then maybe talk a little bit about uh, the time with with Casper Michael as well uh, yeah obviously uh, Peter Michael was my idol was since I was uh, since I was young uh, growing up I was watching his games I was a Man United fan, and obviously I became a Peter Schmeichel fan because his, you know, his personality basically on and off the pitch, you know, commanded uh, respect from his teammates, from uh, from his opponents, and uh, obviously his, his his ability and his his performances. So yeah, and uh, after that, well, uh, that was the reason, the, the main reason that I came to England to play football, because. Uh, I thought that uh, you know it was a great platform for me to start and a great challenge. So yeah, after that I had uh, I had um, for the fortune to play with his son Kasper Michael as a teammate uh, at Coventry City. Uh, he came on lo- on loan when I was uh, Coventry. I was injured, but obviously we shared the training sessions together. And you can tell he's got his uh, his dad's uh, characteristics, playing and style wise. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Can you can you talk us through a little bit about because obviously a big goal of 
of ours here on the podcast is one day to get Casper uh, on to to a chat about his career and obviously he's one of the biggest goalkeepers especially in Denmark when you when you train with him and, and play with him what do you think he, he was he was standing out yes uh, <clears throat> definitely you could see he had a, obviously he's been coached by his dad he, he knew how to do uh, the starfish that his dad did, did very well um he was very good at 1v1s you know how to block shots he had the danish catch as well you know between the, the shoulders yeah so yeah he, he had all those characteristics that reminded you for of peter peter and um he was he was really uh laid back during the game you know he was always relaxed and you could tell that you know obviously having a background and a legacy like that he could go uh he could go far and obviously he did you know, he won the Premier League, so many Premier League appearances, and uh, you know now he's carrying on somewhere else. So, yeah, he's, you could tell the pedigree, and with that quality, it was a matter of staying healthy, really, to to make a good career. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's really been inspiring following his career so far because, again. Um, Casper went through a lot, especially in his younger years, where he went alone a lot of times, trying to really establish a career. And then, as you said, now he's he's won the Premier League, and obviously, is the is the starter at the Danish national team. Had a tremendous career so far, and now went on to play in in League R with with Nice. And and talking about career, um, Dimi, we want to dive a little bit into to your career first of all as as a pro goalkeeper, and then again as I mentioned. Uh, transitioning into to what you currently are as a pro goalkeeper coach but can you talk us through a little bit about how it was being a pro goalkeeper because uh, from a personal experience um, I mainly know you for your time at Middlesbrough and also at the uh, AAK Athens. It takes obviously a lot of dedication, uh, a lot of hard work, uh, an element of luck as well because there's a lot of when you start uh, uh being as a kid playing in goal you know you had you, you have dreams obviously you have ability but there's a lot of competition and uh apart from the, the hard work and the uh, commitment to what you want to do and all that you need to have some luck uh to play maybe uh, at the right time at the for the right club I had that opportunity when I was 17 and I had a great coach uh, who taught me a lot of things that I carried on all the way through my career and I still teach. And uh, but when you become a professional goalkeeper, it's it's a different kind of pressure. You know, our position is is unique, uh, is, uh, is different than the others. It's always black and white. You know, you either make the save or you don't. Uh, the 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 mistake is very easily highlighted. A lot of the time, goalkeepers get um, scapegoated, you know, uh, when when the team gets uh, gets beat. Uh, but this is uh, the pressure and uh, what we have to li- live with, and also the fact that you don't get many opportunities when you're not playing because it's not you, you cannot be used as a sub. Uh, so you have to have a lot of patience. So I think the position of goalkeeping requires a lot of me- mental strength and, and balance. Uh, inside and outside the pitch. Hundred uh, percent. I couldn't agree more. And 
And going a bit back to what you mentioned that the S, in your opinion, was the most important aspect within goalkeeping, you said mentality. And you just touched upon that as well, talking about how important it is mentality-wise being a professional goalkeeper. So what you say was, obviously, as you mentioned as well, there is only one position. So you can't stop goalkeeper unless he's injured or get a red card, right? So there is only one position for, for one guy. What would you say during your career as a pro, pro goalkeeper was the, um, the biggest struggle mentality-wise? Um, I had, um, from early on, uh, it was an uh, unfortunate, unfortunate, you know, I had to fight a lot of times for my place. And that made me, made me sort of mentally stronger later on, because when I was younger, I used to get frustrated uh, <clears throat> uh, why I wasn't playing where I wasn't getting chances when I, when I wasn't playing. And I, I, later on, I realized that if I do get frustrated, I'm only uh, harming uh, myself because my, my levels, um, performance levels will drop in training. And then that would give the coach who is not playing me another uh, reason not to play me. So, yeah, I, I used that later on after after I went to, to England and uh, uh, to AK Athens after, obviously, I went to AK Athens and then to Middlesbrough. I used that to realize that we need a lot of patience. We need a lot of patience. And when you're not playing, to have the patience to basically compete with yourself each day to become better. And when you get that opportunity, to make make sure you you, uh, you grab it. And it happened a few times, a couple of times in AK Athens. I managed to secure the position. And then obviously Middlesbrough, the same thing twice or three times, I think, under... I took Karanka, um, and he says it himself that even though he didn't, um, I played well and he sort of dropped me the next season, he said I still uh, carried on doing the same and in the end I won the position back. Yeah, really nice and, and good story there and where you where you had to come back uh, from being dropped and then to being the goalkeeper again. But you talked earlier about like you you easily got frustrated so how did you work with that if you got frustrated uh, let's say in training and how do you now uh, work with goalkeepers that get frustrated easily i have an example i was training with this team last week and the young goalkeeper he was born in 2003 i think so he easily like when he made mistakes he got uh, really angry um and it, i'm in italy now and and this yeah he's italian the goalkeeper and they have something with the temper here in Italy, so I can see that uh, he was definitely frustrated from making mistakes and silly mistakes like that. How do you work with with that, and how did you work with it yourself? Uh, it's uh, well, I've seen on the pitch many times that goalkeepers uh, the, 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 the biggest mistake to do is when you make a mistake is try to chase up the game and try to do something to cover that mistake, and often is we're trying to do something that it's. Um, beyond our capabilities. I mean, I mean, like chasing a cross that you shouldn't be coming out or trying to um, try to play with your feet, do something impressive to cover that mistake. And that usually leads to another mistake. Uh, all, you, all you have to do, and all I say to my goalkeepers now is, we all make mistakes. That's unavoidable. It's impossible not to make mistakes. It's a game of mistakes. The, the only thing that you can do is when one mistake happens is how fast I bounce back uh, after that. Uh, the, 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 the better goalkeepers, the top level goalkeepers, 
They have one bad game and they bounce straight back. The the rest, if I can call it that, is they have a get one bad game that sort of you know knocks their confidence a little bit. It takes them another game, another game, and they have a, a bigger spell of bad performances even in training uh, until they recover. And uh, until then, by that time they might lose the position uh, as well. Uh, the top keepers they don't they don't allow this to themselves and to the the manager to doubt them even if they have one bad game or a, you know a, a mistake in a game. I think that's the difference and that's what mentality comes in and how you uh, personally if I think the whole world can doubt you if you make a mistake if you start doubting yourself then you have a problem. That's my uh, my understanding of it. Yeah, absolutely, I agree and. You gotta work with with your frustrations. Often, when you're younger, you you get frustrated easier because you're that ambitious. I know I was myself, and like you try to be perfectionistic. And as you say, football is and goalkeeping is very black and white. You either save it or you don't. And if you don't save it, like you can't be so frustrated that it ruins the rest of your game or the rest of your practice. Because, mm-hmm. as you also said mistakes happen and they're unavoidable so you got to carry on and you have to carry on if you make a mistake stand up dust yourself off and get ready for the next one because there's always another ball there's always the next play exactly look we, we've all had training uh, uh, training days that we didn't do well in training and we went home you know in a mood you know my wife and my family know that very well you know when you have a bad game or a bad uh, session, you know, the, you don't want to talk to anyone, to be fair. Uh, but this is this will happen to anyone. When you're younger, you you think that everything has to be perfect. I think, in, uh, from my experience, you, you don't want to be a goalkeeper that one game is uh, uh, 10 out of 10 and the next game is 5 out of 10 and the next game is 9 and then the next is 6. You 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 want to be a goalkeeper that's seven, eight out of ten every game, because consistency is the, is the most important thing in our position, uh, in every position, but most mostly in our position. Uh, I think what that's what managers look for, that's what fans want to see from the goalkeeper to be reliable and trustworthy, um, and uh, this is what I'm trying to engrave to the goalkeepers I work with that. You need to set the bar high, and the best advice I've got as, a, as a, when I was young was from my coach, my first coach. He said to me, "You don't compete with any other goalkeepers. You don't look at your the goalkeeper and your the other goalkeeper. You want to compete with him. You don't compete with the other goalkeeper. You don't compete with any of the top goalkeepers. You are competing with yourself. Every goalkeeper is different. So you have to be you have to be imagining yourself as." unbeatable in every training and every every game which will never happen but if you're working towards that you'll be get, you'll be getting better and better and better because if you're trying to mimic someone else with different characteristics than you then you lose it from your from your own performance yeah i have definitely agree and you got to uh this has taken me a while to to realize this that i can't be looking at the other keeper and sort of hoping them to not have a good training in order for me to play or or stuff like that because you should focus on yourself you should focus on how you can 
be better from the last training session and you should focus on what you do good. Uh, I was just at a trial and I know the other keepers that were good, really good, but I needed to go there and show that I was better. No, not better, that, that I showed my qualities. Uh, the qualities being communication, leadership, um, uh, playing with the feet, uh, positioning, so on, all these things that I knew that I was really good at in order to stand out. And yeah, and I should. We all yeah. we all have our strengths and weaknesses. No, no keeper in the world is uh, is, is is perfect. From uh, someone, everyone is lacking somewhere, and uh, they have somewhere that the the strengths, the 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 clever ones, and the um, I think the top ones are the ones who work on their weaknesses, but they're also playing in their strengths, uh, and highlighting those strengths, and that makes them look better than the uh, that the others we we cannot always work on our weakness but we cannot afford to let our strengths sort of you know go down a level because this is what makes you different if that's physicality if that's mental sharpness if that's quickness or whatever it is you know everyone has a as a as a as an ability a bit higher than the than the rest and then the others so you have to identify that and not try to do things that you you cannot do. For example, if if I'm playing in the in the in the same team with uh, Edison, I'm not going to try to play like Edison because it's it's impossible. Yeah, you know it's 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 very hard. If I try to 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 mimic that, I'll, I'll only make mistakes. So I'm going to try to do what I do best, which is maybe in some other uh, department, it will be better than him. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. If we take this a little bit back, we were talking about mistakes again. So I was curious if you sometimes make like goalkeeper sessions where you force mistakes for a goalkeeper so that they can learn from it and you can see how they react and you can work on this. I uh, I tend to work, I'm, I'm a big believer on uh, real game situations. Uh, I think repetition is the best teacher for, for games. Obviously, the fitness uh, aspect is, uh, is, is, is big. We have fitness coaches and all that. I'm not an expert on that. When they, they need to get the base, that's, um, that's obviously a given. But after that, I think my job is to prepare them for real game situations. So... The more the more the, the the face in real game situations in in training, that becomes um, the mind and the the body becomes more adjusted to it and they react quicker in the game. So, I've I know that and that's a fact that about seventy five percent or more uh, shots that we face in a game are from angles, either wider angles or or tighter angles. Um, so positioning for those shots is is key. I think a, a, a good position is half a save, uh, especially when it comes to angle shots. So when it comes to training, I um, I let the training flow. Sometimes when they have a bad positioning or they consider a bad goal, I, I, I continue the, the exercise until we finish. And then I highlight, obviously they know, but we highlight and we talk what they did wrong in that uh, specific shot and what we, we could learn from it. And I think if, 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 you, if, if you know, if it happens to you in training, the best place to make mistakes, then you, it's easy not to make them in the game.
sometimes it takes a little longer because you know a lot of goalkeepers have uh, sort of uh, things that stay with them from from the past or their positioning is not the best or they haven't they haven't worked in their positioning uh, a lot uh, so it takes takes a while for them to to, to catch on uh, but eventually they, they all do because it's, it's something basic for, in my in my opinion if you do it uh, a lot eventually uh, i think it's a good good tool to have yeah definitely and uh, i was also curious about your your goalkeeping philosophy and but you basically answered that question right here um, saying that you wanted game realistic scenarios in game and and talking with your goalkeepers because that is something that's super important it's talking about the training but also talking about the save uh, because you can't be working three four hours a day physically but you can work two hours in training and then two hours in a video room or, or whatever is that something you also do with with analyzing the games and or even practices yeah i'm trying to balance it because i had coaches in my in my career that they were over analyzing stuff and every tiny little step and every tiny little movement and it becomes a little bit too much and uh, and other coaches who they didn't that that they didn't at all so well i will always highlight the good actions of the goalkeepers uh because we all want to get the praise uh we, we basically live for it you know when a goalkeeper makes a save it's like it feels like a striker scoring a goal that's the only the way i can describe it um it's a special feeling and it needs to be recognized especially from the people who who know even uh even sometimes when it's a it's a save that it looks simple and but but i know it wasn't simple it was it was made to look simple because of the good positioning and the good reaction i still let them know that uh and then we work we look at the things that could have done better and we work with them in training uh depending on the opponent uh that we're facing and then we try to to build a good preparation for the for each game but if there's a weakness in one area of uh, every goalkeeper in uh, in the squad then we also have to work on that if it's crosses if it's whatever it is yeah i think it's it's very important to highlight what you just mentioned because i think in goalkeeping in in general we really get caught up in saying this we you have to make mistakes in order to to improve and I, i i'm a big believer in that as well but as you mentioned Dimi, i think it's important also to highlight when you do something good and look at what did i do good in this situation and then keep doing it instead of always saying oh what did i do wrong in this situation then i need to improve it but if you look at things you actually do well as as well and keep implementing that i think that's an important aspect as well because if you get in this mindset of always trying to find small mistakes here and there you always feel like you can and can improve and obviously you can always improve but it's important also to to look back at, at training sessions and, and games and and look at what you did well in, in those situations in order to improve in my opinion 100 but positivity and uh and encouragement is, is, a, is a big is a big factor you know to build the mentality of a, of a goalkeeper to build the confidence we are we are uh, a position that relies on confidence you know when you feel confident there's training sessions there's games that you feel unbeatable when you don't the other it goes the other way you feel that you the goal is too big behind you so 
Um, and because every every goalkeeper has a different personality, you also have to know your goalkeepers as well uh, when they need to be picked up. When uh, depending on their personality or their character, they need a, a bit of a you know a kick up the butt uh, to wake up, or they need a bit of encouragement, or they need to even if it means that you need to you need to leave them alone for for a little bit, you know, because you know that that's how they. Um, they reset themselves. It's our job is to get a hundred percent from each goalkeeper, basically. Yeah, and you you obviously know that now as as a goalkeeper coach. And I want I want to dive a little bit into your transitioning from when you went from being a pro goalkeeper to now being a goalkeeper coach. Was it always something that you wanted? It? What did it come naturally to you that after your your pro career you Feel like you wanted to, to stay in the game and then become a, a goalkeeper coach afterwards and try to give away what you have learned throughout your career to to other goalkeepers as well. Yeah, of course, it was a natural development. You know, after being 23 years professional uh, and in in the pitch, uh, I thought the national nat nat natural progression of my uh, career would be to stay on the pitch, to be stay in football. And ideally on the pitch, which is uh, being a goalkeeping coach, uh, my aspirations are to become a manager because uh, at some point. Uh, but starting as a goalkeeping coach, it was more natural to me. You know, having um, lived the position, having been through um, different mentalities, I, I had the fortune to play in different leagues as well, work with uh, great goalkeeping coaches and uh, managers, which uh, sort of enrich your knowledge and they give you a different perspective of uh, of how they, they operate in different cultures. So, yeah, it was natural for me to, to do this. And I, I think um, communicating and you, you, could have, you could have all the knowledge in the world if you can pass it on to, you know, whoever's listening or to whoever you're trying to teach, then it's it's useless. So I think, yeah, communicating and being able to um sort of pass that on it's very important to being a success, successful goalkeeping coach or success, successful manager yeah i i absolutely love that because that's one of the main reasons why obviously alex and i are still young in this game and we we have a lot to learn but the reason behind us starting this podcast in the beginning was really to to share our knowledge and to bring guys like you on for you to share your knowledge so our listeners can can learn from from Alex and I and then eventually you as well and all the other guests we have had on and um and and talking about that as well what would you say that within your transition from being a pro to to a coach what have been like the the biggest struggle is it not to be able to to have an impact on on a game day or is it just what was your biggest struggles so far in this transition uh, it, it just changed your routine, you know, as a, as a, as a footballer, uh, you have a different routine, you know, uh, training wise, uh, lifestyle wise, uh, your day is different. Um, being a coach, it's still obviously on the pitch, uh, but you, it's changed, you need, you know, different timings, uh, you have meetings, many more meetings that you didn't used to, uh, you have to study a lot of things to, review a lot of videos uh which is different it wasn't a struggle it was just a natural transition um so yeah i, I was expecting it and 
slowly uh, learning and building it up. And then uh, obviously um, having worked last year and now working uh, as well in, in Greece in the, in the, in the Premier League, uh, it's a step up. Uh, so, yeah, it is slightly different, but if you if you expect it and if you if, if you plan it, I think it makes the transition easier. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and before we end this off, Dimi, I have one or two questions left. And and one of them is that obviously we want to give as many advice to the listeners out there, especially also the young goalkeepers out there trying to to improve their their level of play. What would you say separates the the good goalkeepers from the best goalkeepers? I think it's um, as I said in the, in the in the beginning, it's how you balance your your life inside the pitch and outside the pitch. How you handle it, you know, uh, how you handle the mistakes, how you get out of them, how you get out of a bad spell. If that means training-wise or playing-wise, um, you have to have a balance as a goalkeeper. Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't fly in the clouds when you're doing well, uh, and you don't, you know, you don't go under if you're not doing well. As long as you keep that balance and you believe in yourself, because as I said in the earlier, if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to make your manager definitely not believe in you, and the and the uh, fans believe in you. Uh, and keep working hard. I think that these these are obviously key elements. I agree, and and what I get from this is that you're basically saying that goalkeeping is a lifestyle. It's not only when you when you go to training session for for two hours at the end, then you have to only focus for these two hours. No, it's all leading up to that as well. Your nutrition and your preparation, recovery, all this kind of stuff. It's a lifestyle, and. Again, with every other thing in, in this world, if you if you really want it and if you're passionate enough, you you're gonna improve and you're gonna you're gonna make it one day if you if you if you really want it, in my opinion. And and here at the end, Dimi, we, we have a question we always ask new guests on, on the podcast, and that's because our name, the, the Gloves On podcast, and you even said in the five questions as well that on the field you obviously prefer gloves on. So what when you played, and you can even talk us through now as well, being a goalkeeper coach, what over your career was your favorite gloves and why? I uh, I was a long, a long time, many many years with Adidas. I uh, I used to wear the finger saves. Um, I uh, started wearing them. Uh, I don't know about twenty years ago. First time I felt good. Uh, and then, but the thing, the thing is, when you keep wearing them, you can't really take them off because after after that, you you're used to them so much that you feel that your fingers are, are made out of uh, butter after, you know, because you you used to have the support. So yeah, I was with Adidas for, for for many years, about 15 years. I used to make my uh, my my gloves, and uh, I was really happy with them. That's uh, that's something rare in my opinion. I haven't heard of goalkeepers out there wearing finger safe because as far as as i know that's really like no offense but that's uh, something like only kids would use right in order not to to break a finger or two but i'm, I'm really surprised that, that you use finger safe throughout your career but it's just no, something that's go ahead yeah i think it's it's, it's different to everyone uh, you know i had uh, 
teammates, other goalkeepers that they like gloves uh, bulky. Uh, some others, they, they like them very thin. It's yeah. how you feel more comfortable. I think mine became that because I, tr I, I got them about 20 years ago to try them on. And uh, I tried them for a few weeks. And then after that, when I went try to go back to, you know, not finger saves, I wasn't feeling right because I was feeling very fragile, my, my hands. So I, I, I stuck with them. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a preference. As long as you, it's, it's all in the head, basically. The hands are the same. As long yeah. as your your head feels feels okay with it, I think it's that's where you stick with. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think I can think of Fabianski. He uses finger save because he has massive gloves. So yes, uh, that, that has to be that has to be finger save. I don't know who else. Maybe some of the Royce goalkeepers because they're very hidden finger saves. I think Van der Sar was wearing them as well. Oh yeah, yeah, he might have. Um, maybe Stisney also. Uh, but yeah. That's another talk. Yeah, it's it's, uh, <laughs> absolutely. It's all, absolutely. all comes down to to personal preference, and as we've talked about before, if you feel comfortable with it, that's you got to do you right because it's so important to to feel comfortable on the field and with come when you feel comfortable, you feel confident as well. Um, and ending on that, Tim, we want to thank you so much for for taking the time and sharing your knowledge on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, boys. Thanks very much. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review, and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast.